the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson, Word of Faith Christmas Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Brothers and sisters, doors of opportunity have been opened to us by God that no man can shut on us. Open doors of opportunity that are only benefit us when we walk through. You see, if we don't walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, we'll never receive or achieve the things that God has for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opens for us so that we can step into all the things and all the assignments that God has waiting on us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Let me show you the benefit of you having the mind of Christ and how it's going to benefit you to walking into the open door. First Kings chapter 17. God wants to give you his mind. He wants to share with you so that you can be able to make it through into the tremendous things he has in store for you. All have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say from this point forward. If you ain't heard nothing else I'm saying, you better listen, start listening right now. First Kings chapter 17. Of course, this is talking about the story of Elisha. Elijah, excuse me, not sure, Elijah. And of course, this is when Elijah had uh, just finished successfully showing up the, um, the prophets of Baal and the king Ahab and his wife Jezebel and, 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 and their false leadership, you know, that caused even the children of Israel to begin to start, you know, messing up and doing things. They ain't got no business, but there's a showdown on the way. Can I tell you another prophecy? There's a showdown on the way. We're about to find out whose God is God. Is it the God of mammon? Or is this the God that's bigger than mammon? Are you listening to me? Because so many people are locked in on money that it ain't funny. But God wants to be able to set them free to be able to know that there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who is above us all and in us all and through us all. And it's in him that we live and move and have our very being. And his name is Jesus. Are you listening to me? We about to, there's going to be a showdown. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ah, I wouldn't be found on the wrong side, by the way. You don't believe me? Ask them. Well, you can't ask them folk because they got swallowed up by the ground. Who was found on the wrong side that although God delivered them, I'm talking about children. 
God delivered them from Israel and set them up to be blessed, to make it to a promised land. They choose to be able to take the gold that God put in their hand to be able to make a calf, a golden calf for them to worship. And they out there dancing and everything else while saying, well, Moses ain't around. Let's just go and throw down. And they out there backing it up and doing everything else. They ain't got no business doing following a God that ain't true. One that they made themselves ain't that deep, you know, before be following gods that they made. And then when Moses came down, he gave them a chance to not be a clown. And he said, who's ever on my side, get on my side. That's what's going on right now. Who's ever on my side. That's why you're about to see the churches fill up because God's out there talking. Who's on my side. And some folk is about to come in. Are you listening to me? Hey, man, other ones are going to stay out there. Praise God. But 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 if I could change metaphors similar to the way it was with Noah, who's going to come into the ark? Some animals had the sense to do it. Are you listening to me? Two of them, two by two. Praise God. And then and, and, and Noah's family had the sense to do it. Praise God. Everybody else was mocking him. <laughs> Noah, what's that? It's an ark. <laughs> no water, Noah. Nice place to make an ark in the middle of the desert. No, no water. Stupid. Until the rain started. And then they're like, Noah, let us in. I said, man, the door is closed. Because there's a time for the door to be open. There's a time for the door to be closed. Going back to that other one with Noah, well, I mean with Moses, when he came down from the mountaintop, he said, whose side are you on? You on my side or you on, 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 that, on, that, on that ox's side? Some of them decided to line up with that ox, put their arm around it like this is right and I don't care what you got to say. All of a sudden, the earth started trembling, opened up, swallowed them just like that, closed back up and burped, burp, and went on about their business. I hope you don't become an appetite and 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 what an appetizer for the world, because the ground represents the world, and you're going to become an appetizer for the world. That although God delivered you and set you free, you'll never step into the things He has for thee if you continue to hold on to that calf. Praise God. We move on. We in First Kings 17, and so this is what happened. I just get on in it. Praise God. Because God revealed to Elijah, Elijah, the door that he opened for provision and safety. Now, we already know that at that time, Elijah was threatened right after he had successfully showed up the, the, uh, the, the, the false God. He was threatened by Jezebel, told him that we're about to take you out. Why? Because all the prophets was took out that was following her. She was showed to be clearly that they God wasn't God. And so that which uh, helped found their authority was gone. So now the children of Israel would then begin to start rising up and doing what it is that they're supposed to do. But they was going to try to take them out because anybody that stands for God will try to be taken out by Satan. But you got to understand God's got provision for you and he's going to protect you and make sure that you come through. So in, a, in Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain. I like that. Ain't going to be no water from the sky. Ain't going to be no water on the grass. Ain't going to be no water nowhere. These years, but according to my word, that until I say so, it ain't happening. I'm like, go, my man. And of course, and the word of the Lord came unto him saying, give thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook of Sharif that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Where did he tell them to command them to feed them? There. It's one of the most important parts that you'd be able to understand about you walking through the open door is that it is a specific door that God has opened, and it's there that you will receive the provision. 
If you don't go through that door, you will not receive the provision that God has in store for you because he told them there, which means any of the where you would, he would not have received it. So that means that at that point, he can't second guess what God said. He just has to do what God says. At that point, he can't say, well, I think, well, see, I don't believe that this is a good place for me to be able to go. He got to go where God told him to go. And see, as quiet as it's kept in the natural, it was not a good place to go. It wasn't. Why? Because remember, he's running from Ahab and Jezebel and their desire to be able to take him out. So he's trying to hide. Everybody say hide. But he told him to go to the brook called Sharif during a time when famine and drought is about to hit. He told him to go to the brook called Sharif in a place where the famine and the drought is about to hit. He said, Pastor, what are you talking about? First of all, it's a brook, which is considered an unlikely place to be hiding. Somebody asked me why? Because everybody that need water will go to where the water is. So if water is missing and everybody's going to be going to where the water is to get the water and you sitting there by the book, brook, that ain't the place to be hiding. Does that make sense? That's like trying to hide from the police in the police station. With your picture all up on the wall and everything like that. That's not the place to be hiding. But when God opens for you a door in the natural, it might not look like the place to go. God might tell some of y'all to go to a place that won't look like a place to go. But yet don't use your wisdom and don't deal with the wisdom of man. Deal with the wisdom of God because God know what he's doing. God said, get yourself over, the bro- over to the brook called Sharif. This is good. See, brooks are open ground. You need a place to hide. You're like, I mean, he seemed like he would have sent him to some caves. He'd have sent him over to a mountainous region where he could hide. No, you go by a brook, which is basically in low land, in, where everything is clear, you know, other than the vegetation that's all around, but water's all over the place. And so because of that, he's sitting in the natural what seems like the wrong place. But in the spirit, it's the right place. Why? Because God said that's where you should go. And if God's going to hide you, he's going to hide you where he want to hide you. If God's going to hide you, he's going to send you and God want to provide for you. He's going to send you where he want to send you. Not where you think you should go, but where he say you should go. Can I talk? That's why when God sends you to a place, don't be looking at another place. I'm teaching real good right now. Because it always looks greener on the other side. It always looks like someplace else is where I ought to be. But where did God send you? That's where you ought to be. Because there's no better place to be than smack dab in the middle of God's will. Because that's where your provision, that's where your protection, that's where everything else, that's where your power is, is right there. But most folk will listen to the wisdom of the world and go back and do what they thought that they, did, that they always should have done. Or go, back, or go back to the place where they came from. But that's not the wisdom of God. God's got you where he wants you to be and and telling you where to go. And you go where he tells you to go, not where you think it's more fun. Not where you think you know more people. Not where you think it would be a better advantage for you. You got to understand this city is where, you know, all the action is in that particular field that I've studied. And so I need to go to this city. No, be in the place where God told you to be because God will bring the action to you. You don't believe me? He said he would bring, because in this brook, he would have a, a raven feed him there. A raven? Yeah, a raven. Here God uses an unlikely place and an unlikely source. Understand this, brothers and sisters, as you're moving forward into the things that God has in store for you, get accustomed to stepping into unlikely places, receiving from unlikely sources. <laughs> amen, amen. 
unlikely places and unlikely soil. Why? Because he said, I got a, a raven that's going to feed you there. A raven is going to feed me. Let me get this right. A raven is a scavenous bird. A raven is a scavenous bird. It's a scavenger. What do you mean by scavenger? It eat anything and everything. And it don't share anything with anybody. It will attack somebody that's got something that it wants. Anybody ever notice even in this city, you'll see pigeons land and they'd be cool, cool. And they'd be like tan up whatever they can find on the ground until you see these blackbirds land. And when the blackbirds land, you ever notice that the, that, that the pigeons get out of Dodge? Anybody ever notice stuff like that? I notice stuff like that. They get out. Why? Because those right there are scavengers. They will attack the pigeon to get what they want. Why? Because I want it, which is an indi- indication of selfishness, which means it's for me. And I don't care if you already got it. It's for me. So they used to taking from not giving to. They don't like land with stuff and give it to the pigeons. They come and peck the pigeon in the head and take it from them. Amen. And so God would then turn around and even have a person who normally is a selfish. Will hurt everybody else. I mean, low life, this snake to turn around and be the one to bless your life. That's why you can't look at who it is that it's going to be. Because many of us will think we know the answer. Oh, yes, we do. We think we know it ahead of time. Amen. I was laughing with my wife the other day. I was talking to her about this particular gentleman we know who's a multi, multi-millionaire, billionaire. Went home to be with the Lord. And I was telling her that, I, you know, when I met him, I met him at this one church in, in North Carolina. And, uh, and, and powerful man of God. He loved God. You scare a knot of $100 like this and stuff like that. Not, not that added up to 100 a knot of $100 bills. He's like just scared in his <laughs> And I used to say, and, 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 and being that I was, you know, Bishop's minister, I traveled, I was always on the front rows and stuff like that. And so on the front rows, that's usually where they move the money people. They move them forward and stuff like that. And so anyway, I met him. He's sitting up next to me. He just, you know, he looked like money. I, you know, because I, I know what money looked like. You know, he wasn't, you know, didn't have a lot of extra on him and stuff like that. And, you know, not a lot of rings and, you know, a lot of gold. That's new money. You can tell new money. Folks that just got money that never had it before, you know, that's ghetto fabulous. Are you listening to me? The ones that put it all up in their mouth and got it all in their grill and stuff like that. That's ghetto fabulous. Are you listening to me? That's poverty with money. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> but anyway, hey, I'm teaching real good right now. I'm, we, we, in the financial fix, that's one of the parts we're going to talk about. What does money look like? What does money look like? A lot of us don't know what money look like. That's why we think that when we get a, a, enough to be able to buy a $100,000 car, we go buy a $125,000 car. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. But real money, old money, drives old cars. Because they understand that that's one of the worst investments in the world. But that's another teaching altogether. Well, that's in the midweek. That's the stuff we're getting in the midweek about the financial fix. But anyway, I, I sat up next to my man and, I, and, and to show you how you can lean to your own understanding and in, in, in the natural and stuff. Sat next to my man. He introduced himself to me and I introduced myself to him and everything like that. And I remembered the name. I'm like, wait a minute, that guy owns stations, literal. He owns like media outlets. I mean, huge. I'm like, I know that name. And then when he pulled out that knot, I said, it's him. <laughs> I'm like, dying. It's him. I mean, his name wouldn't be at the end of the credits where, you know, for the show, his name would be at the end of the credits as in the person whom the whole thing was put on his station. That type of thing. Money. Anyway, I remember he sat there and, and, and this is what I wanted to get to. Lean to your own understanding. At the time that I met him, 
brother was financially hit. You hear me? Hit. I'm doing what God told me to do, operating what God told me to operate in. We learned that last week, how when you're operating what God told you to operate, everything doesn't necessarily line, line up in the natural. But I'm still out doing what I'm supposed to do. And, and he asked me, you know, my name and asked me about myself and told me, asked me what am I doing and everything like that. And I told him what I'm doing. You know, and he said, wow, that's a tremendous job that you have. I said, oh, no, I don't, I don't work for Bishop. He doesn't pay me. I said, I, I do this because the Lord told me to do it, you know. And then after I saw that knot, I was tempted to tell him some more. <laughs> Amen. Because I'm like, this is God flat out. That homie sitting next to me. Why don't you just pass me that knot, bro? You know, <laughs> that'll handle a whole bunch of stuff right, right there. But I had to operate honorably and don't be praying in front of folk that you know got some money. Don't be busting out crying only around the people that got some money. You know, we hold our tears around the ones we know broke. You know, because we know they can't do nothing. It's just so ain't no using to waste no tears. Praise God. Long story short. My man was there. I'm thinking like maybe this is God. Shook my hand and walked away with the knot. Told me be blessed. I'm like, ain't you read James? James say, if you want me to be blessed, you give me something to be blessed. You don't just tell me be blessed. But that was me getting upset, trying to twist the scriptures to be able to get what I wanted rather than to do it God's way and just trust God himself. Are you listening to me? Because a lot of us can put our trust in man rather than in what he has in his hand rather than God. Amen. So quit telling your story to the people that you think can get you through. Just trust God and believe what he got to say. We back to first Kings 17. Because God's got an unlikely source for you. Amen. And, and in fact, that place called Sharif for time's sake, Sharif is important. Because why did he tell you the name of the place? It's a place called Sharif. It's a brook called, called Sharif. That word Sharif means a cutting or separation. A cutting or separation. It also translates a ravine, which is like a deep gully. A cutting or separation. See, because the brook was a place of separation and cutting. Separation and cutting. By separation, it means that he, he got a chance to be set apart there. Set apart. Cutting himself off from the environment that was troubling him. Because the environment that he was in before was troubling him. But anytime you're in an environment that's troubling you, God will do one of two things. He'll either solve the situation or separate you even in the midst of the situation. Sometimes he'll separate you from the situation. Sometimes he'll separate you in the midst of the in the situation. But one way or another, he's about to separate you. It's time for us to get separated by the brook called Sharif. Isn't it interesting that it was a brook called Sharif? Brook represents flowing water. So since it represents flowing water, it represents the word of God, which will then separate you because that's what separates you. See, the water is what separates you. And when it separates you, it separates you off to a place where God can be able to affect you and be able to protect you and to be able to provide for you, even if it looked like you out in the open and even if it looked like you out there with yourself uncovered, God says, in the place of separation is where I'm going to cover you. You got to get this. In the place of separation, I'm going to cover you. Turn to Psalms 31. Keep your finger at 1 Kings because we're coming back. But go to Psalms 31. I want to show you that in the place of separation is where God's going to cover you. <laughs> you don't have to go hide. Remember, it was Adam that when sin entered in, he went and hid in the bushes. God want to get you out the bushes because bushes represent natural, which means he used the natural to hide himself. God said, no. Remember, in, in the kingdom of God, everything that's good is 
world considers bad and everything that the world considers bad, God considers good. Up is down and down is up. Are you listening to me? And in order to hide you, he had to put him into an open place because in that open place is where you become separated, whereas he can be able to get to you what he wants to do. Can I do it this way too? God's going to put you out front in the open to be able to get to you what he wants to get to you, which means some of you are not going to be able to get away with walking through your open door quietly, discreetly, kind of like 007 Christians and, you know, double aging Christians trying to act like, you know, ain't nothing really happening, but you believe in God, but you won't say it out loud. God's going to put you out there with your expectation for him to cover you. Psalms 31. I know this. Amen. It's shouting message, whether you know it or not. Just glad y'all ain't shouting. So I got time to get the rest of it in. Verse 19. Oh, how great. Stand to 19. It says, oh, how great is thy goodness. Speaking of the Lord, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. See, it's one of those secret things that he wants to reveal. Which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Notice where you trust in him before the sons of men. Because God will put you out there. Oh, yes, he will. God will put you out there. You believe me? Do this. You believe me? Walk on this water. You believe me? Yeah, do this. Because it will demonstrate your truth. You believe me? Walk through that wall. And you start walking through, you'll be like, on the way you'll be like, I don't know. See, that show you don't believe me. Because you're going to run smack dab into it. But if you believe you, it, it'll open up right in front of you. Are you listening? Because belief is the key that opens the whole thing up. We read on. He said, and you're going to do it before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. When you step into that place of separation, you become separated from the strife of men's tongues, men's wisdoms, men's knowledge, and all that other kind of stuff that's going to be attacking you. That word strife actually means a striking against and so since it's a striking against, then the word slapping you over and over again, that man is telling you, you can't have it, can't do it, you ain't going to be it. Why are you stepping out there like that? Is you crazy? You know, if you're going to do it, at least shut up and don't say nothing out loud about it to nobody else. But remember, that's man's wisdom. God's wisdom say you speak it out loud. Why is that? Because there's a miracle in your mouth. If you don't say what God says, then he can't go in and intervene for you and make it happen in front of you. So when you're walking toward that door, you're supposed to say, I believe, I mean, walking toward that wall, you're supposed to say, I believe the wall is open. I believe that wall is open. I believe that wall is open because man's words are going to come slap you and tell you something different. But you got to keep saying what it is that God told you to say and what he told you that you believe because therein will you get a chance to be um, protected. He said, he said in verse, in stanza number 21, blessed be the Lord for he have showed me his marvelous kindness Watch this now. In a strong city. He showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. I like that. Because when he says in a strong city, that word strong right there means fenced. So check this out. He going to put you out front in front of everybody, but fence you in at the exact same time. He going to put you out in the open in front of everybody, but protect you at the exact same time. Because if you go where he tells you to go and do what he tells you to do, God said, I'm going to be right there with you to cover you. Because anybody that believe in me, who that tr- he that trusts in me shall not be ashamed. I'm going to come through for you. All I need you to do is do what I tell you to do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. 
I hope that you learned a little bit more about the doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope even more that your faith is rising a little bit more in the biblical fact that God is a God who opens doors for His. So let's believe God's Word is true and benefit from the things that our loving God does for me and you. Let's walk through every door that He opens for me and you. Let's not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just got to the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6:45, Saturday afternoons at 4:30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all of the young adult saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something special for you to do. We invite all the young adult saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointing and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. Fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation services are available for this too. So call the church office if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are walking this thing out God's way. Or the thought of being young and saved is born, must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word that we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 